Hi, good morning, everybody. I'm attorney Nick Namath with the law offices of Nick Namath located here in Dallas, Texas. I want to welcome everybody to our inaugural episode of our podcast called Namath IRS News. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to really educate taxpayers on what we do here at our law firm and how we deal with IRS problems. So the main goal of the podcast is to answer common questions that our clients have for us when they're calling for a consultation or when we're representing them. Uh, we're not only common questions are we going to discuss, but also a lot of topical issues. Um, you know, things that taxpayers might question around tax time or uh, different laws that are currently changing. There's a lot going on with our government right now. So some of these topical issues we'll bring up to in these podcasts. A little bit about me, for those of you who don't know me, I've been an attorney for over 20 years. Uh, I'm the founder, obviously, of the law offices of Nick Namath, and our firm focuses solely on helping individuals with problems with IRS. You haven't filed for 20 years. Call us. You got a scary letter in the mail from the IRS. Call us. Um, you've got a big bill that you don't know how you're going to pay to the IRS. Call us. This is what we do on a daily basis. Every year, millions of letters the IRS sends out to uh, taxpayers with respect to certain issues. And I can imagine that when you open your mailbox and you get a letter from the IRS, it could be daunting to see that thing sitting there. People tend to panic. There is no need for that panic. Open the letter, read it carefully. Our firm has been helping taxpayers, like I said, for over 20 years to deal with these issues. Um, feel free to call us, reach out to us, Tell us what your questions are with respect to what you got from the IRS. Just don't panic. We deal with this kind of stuff every day. So right now I'm going to bring in my colleague, Jamie Flores, who's going to really provide the insight we need to know on um, what taxpayers need to know. Jamie has uh, years of experience in the tax world. She's the managing attorney at the law offices of Nick Namath. So welcome to Jamie. Good morning, everybody. So, um, hi, I currently oversee the training and uh, staff here at the law offices of Nick Namath, and I manage a caseload. And my ultimate goal is to be here to help educate all of our taxpayers um, in what they can do to resolve their IRS tax problems and answer just common questions that we see a lot. Um, so let's jump right into today's topic, common IRS tax problems and our suggestions on how to deal with them. Nick, hit me All with right. question one. Thanks. So for those of you, if I didn't say this early, earlier, we are going to have kind of a question answer format. So I'm going to ask Jamie several questions. I think we got about a half a dozen today to go over, and Jamie's going to uh, do her best to answer them for us. So question one, what is one of the most common IRS tax problems people may face? Uh, so there are a lot of common problems, uh, but one of the main ones that we see um, is when somebody files a tax return and they get a notice from the IRS that something that they filed was not accurate on that tax return. This is not a huge problem and it can easily be fixed. Um, with that being said, the simple way to correct wrong information on your tax return, which it may have been just you mathematically added something up incorrectly, or you left off some income that you received because you forgot about it when you went gambling and and that casino reported it to the IRS. So the first thing we want to do is file an amended return 
using a 1040X. Um, and that just lets the IRS know that you wanna fix this problem and you wanna do that before they assess additional penalties and interest against you. Um, whenever we see this problem, it's, it's okay that people automatically think they messed up, they did something wrong, the IRS is going to hit them with this huge bill. Uh, generally, all you have to do is just fix that issue and send it to the IRS and move forward. The quicker you do it, the better, because everyday interest is accruing. Um, so again, file a 1040X. All right, all right next, Jamie, with the next one. Well, you mentioned entering income wrong. Let's talk about that misman mismatched or unreported income. How common is that? Does this happen every day to people? Yes. So the IRS, whenever third parties, every time you work a job, the IRS gets notification that you work that job from your third parties. So if you're an employee, they issue a W-2. Um, if what you entered on your tax return doesn't match with that employer, or if you're self-employed, they issue a 1099. So again, if that information doesn't match what you reported on your tax return, then the IRS will correct this problem for you. If they're correcting the problem, that, that usually means that they're going to attach some kind of penalty to that. Um, but if you correct it in response to that CP2000 notice that comes out, it usually comes out in the summertime, um, then you can say either I agree with these changes and I understand I owe this money and I need to come up with a way to pay it, or I disagree with it and I forgot to leave something off, but there were expenses or there is some kind of exemption or deduction that you can take against that income to offset it. So you're given that opportunity to kind of appeal their decision to make the changes for you. Um, now you want to do this quickly and you have a very short period of time to respond to that notice. Um, but it, as soon as you fix it, it takes the IRS a little bit of time to go in and actually correct it on their side. Um, but they, they will fix the problem in the future. And then if you still have a balance, you need to try to go ahead and take care of it. All right, Jamie. So we just talked about uh, mismatched income or unreported income. What about people who don't file a tax return at all? You know, we get clients calling us that haven't filed a year or two, sometimes 10 or 20 years. What about those people? Yeah. So we do get a lot of those clients. And I think what happens a lot of times is people put it off and then it's like, they just can't get back into the swing of things. Then they're like, well, it's been so long, you know, I don't want to file now, but it's never a good idea to not file your tax returns. Even if you don't owe money and you think it's okay, it's not okay because if the IRS actually owes you a refund because you overpaid your taxes within the year, you may miss that refund that is rightfully owed to you. So the IRS only has three years in order to give you that refund back. Otherwise, they get to keep your money. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to give the IRS any more money than what we are already paying them. So now say the opposite of that. You failed to file a tax return because you actually do owe money. That's okay. We just need to get them filed as soon as possible in order to avoid more penalties. Now, you can face up to 25% of the overall tax liability um, that will continue to accrue on penalties just for failure to file a tax return. That is huge. Either way, do not fail to file a tax return. If you owe the IRS money, we can fix that. We can come up with a plan to resolve it, um, but just become compliant, file your tax returns, because not filing is just not worth it.
All right. So, Jamie, I also want to let everybody know that we have an upcoming podcast, which we have titled The Chronic on un- the Chronic Non-Filer. So we're going to go into a lot more depth for somebody that hasn't filed several years worth of returns. Let me just continue on to the next question. Uh, kind of going early in the process of how we deal with our clients, what happens when the IRS first determines somebody owes money for unpaid taxes? Or penalties. So somebody files a return, doesn't pay it, or there's a correction, and now we know somebody owes money. What does the IRS do? Sure. The IRS determines that somebody owes money either through unpaid or underpaid taxes and penalties. They're going to issue a notice, usually annually, called a CP14 notice. And all it does is it shows the difference between of what you have already paid in and what you actually owe on that tax return or on penalties that were assessed after you paid your tax liability. Now, I suggest take this form to your tax preparer um, and see if they can give you some assistance on reviewing your tax return and seeing if there's something that might have been mistakenly left off and you just need to maybe file an amended return, like mentioned earlier. Um, But just get some advice to make sure that everything is correct and accurate. Um, And if it is, then you have to come up with a way of how are you going to pay the amount that it's owed right away, again, to avoid further penalties and interest. That's good information. So a little tip for for taxpayers, if they file a return every year and they have a very simple financial situation, like they have one job, they're a W-2 employee, taxes come out of their check, but they still owe every year, they probably want to consider checking their withholdings. What's an easy way for somebody to do that or to make those adjustments, Jamie? Nick, that's a great question. So fortunately for all of the taxpayers, um, the IRS has done something to benefit them and they've created a tax withholding calculator on their website. It is very user-friendly and you can just put your information in there and it will calculate your withholdings and not just for your actual paychecks or your self-employment income, but for retirement distributions or other income that you may receive, like I mentioned earlier, gambling winnings. Um, And it actually will calculate how much you should send in extra um, to be compliant with your withholdings so you don't owe when you file your tax return. Additionally, this online tool goes a little bit further and it gives you just some tidbit information on tax credits and common deductions that you can take depending on your filing status. So it's it's a really helpful tool and we suggest it with all of our taxpayers. Good. Let's jump into the next question. What if somebody owes money? They made an honest mistake, they underpaid, they they failed to report something, it gets corrected. What are the options? people have, taxpayers have when they get a bill and they go, oh my God, I can't write a check. What what are some of the options? What does our firm do to help these people? Yeah, so it's a very scary thing to get IRS mail ever. Even if you have never done anything wrong, you get that letter in the mail and I think your heart just sinks because you're thinking, oh my God, I did something wrong and now I'm gonna owe the IRS money and they're gonna come you know, seize my property. Um, But a lot of people get these bills and they can't afford them. Um, I always suggest get professional IRS tax help um, and make sure that you're using all of the benefits that you possibly can to reduce your liability um, and know that there are options available. Some some of these options are just contact the IRS and get a simple extension for the time that you have to pay. Like you know that you'll have some additional income coming in in the future, or you can pick up an extra job in the future, and you need six months to be able to pay this debt back. 
uh, a lot of times the IRS will work with you on that. Uh, there are also some other things that, that we want to look at, which would be a manageable monthly payment plan. Um, some, sometimes it would be a full pay payment plan back, but it's all going to be dependent on the facts and circumstances of your case, your situation, your income. Um, but, but there are options for an installment agreement. Um, the, there, there are other options with that, but our goal is to help burden, take that burden away from you so that we can explain to you all of the solutions that are possible. Um, so you don't have to face this alone and you can sleep better at night. Uh, Nick, do you want to go into some of these options that we have for our taxpayers? Well, one of the things first that you, you touched upon was you talked about the extension. One of the misconceptions yes. we hear a lot is that, um, well, I don't have to worry about paying till October because I filed an extension. Now I know, and you know that that's not true. The extension is only to file your return, but you're supposed to have everything paid that you might owe by the due date of the return, which is generally April 15th. You want to touch on that for a second? Oh, absolutely. So this is a frequent misconception that needs to be reiterated um, because nine out of 10 of our taxpayers all think I filed an extension. I don't have to pay, but that is not the case. So yes, you did file an extension. The extension is to file your tax return, which gives you till October 15th to file that return. It does not give you any extension whatsoever to pay your taxes. And then they come back and say, well, how do I know how much I'm supposed to pay? Well, it's based on your income. So even though you can wait to file that return, you must pay all taxes owed by the April 15th deadline. Now, that's a general deadline. It's been April 15th for as long as I can remember, except for this year and last year, they have had some extensions in place um, for various circumstances. Um, but yes, it is an extension to file, not to pay your taxes. Okay, going back to uh, what we talked about earlier, getting that big bill. Somebody gets a bill and here you owe X amount of dollars and they're just panicked. They don't know how they're going to pay that. What are the consequences if they ignore that letter or they're not able to? They fail to simply just write a check and pay that debt. What are, what are people facing in those situations? So it is very tempting to just ignore the tax debt and think the IRS you know, will go away. You know, I don't have to tend to it right now. Uh, I have life happening, circumstances come up, everybody does. But eventually the IRS is going to make you pay and they have so many resources and tools that they can take advantage of um, that really hurts our taxpayers. Um, this would include liens, levies, garnishments, um, seizures of assets. Uh, so ignoring these this tax debt and these notices has extremely serious consequences. Now, I understand as well as anybody, life happens at the end of the month, you don't have any money left over, your car breaks down, I get it. But the IRS doesn't really know these things are going on and they're not taking that into consideration when they go in and garnish your wages from your employer. And then all of a sudden, now you don't have that income coming in. So listen when I say, Putting your head in the sand is not an option whenever you have a tax debt, but there are other options available to you. One of the first things that I think of is just file that tax return because just in case you have money that's owed to you, yes, they may keep that refund, but that refund can go back and pay down some of the debt that you currently owe the IRS. The next thing is 
it, your bill with the IRS is going to continue to increase. So you need to get a solution in place so that it's not increasing as rapidly. So some of the percentages will decrease as long as you are in an active resolution and compliant with the IRS. So file your tax returns, get into a solution that you can manage. The next thing that the IRS can do is they will file a federal tax lien. What this does for the government is it protects their interest into any assets that you may have. Have So if they file a lien against you, it is filed against all of your personal property, including your home. That's where it mainly affects people. Um, you cannot sell your property if there is a lien filed against your property. That lien has to be distinguished through the IRS before you can actually sell your home. Um, Another thing, like I said earlier, is the IRS can come in and seize money that you have. They do this by filing a levy against you. Some common levies are wage garnishment. So if you are a W-2 employee, um, they will notify your employer and start garnishing your wages. Um, if you are self-employed, they do an accounts receivable levy to where any of your payors um, that you normally get money from in order to conduct your business, they will start levying against them to where you no longer will get that paycheck. Um, and lastly, they can always do bank levies once you're exposed. So one day you'll go swipe that debit card and you do not have any money left in your bank. Um, so as I mentioned earlier and throughout this entire podcast, um, I recommend getting some IRS professional help um, if you do have any bills from the IRS. Um, and we wanna first make sure that you're compliant and we wanna see what options are available for you, whether that be an extension or some kind of installment agreement. Um, now, these are only a couple options that we have at our disposal that, that we generally look into. Nick, would you like to add some additional options that we recommend to all of our taxpayers? Yeah, of course. And I think the takeaway from those last two or three minutes you were talking is don't <laughs> ignore don't ignore an IRS problem because when you ignore it, a lot of bad things can happen. So as far as options of how you resolve an IRS debt, there are several different things. Uh, there could be a payment plan like Jamie mentioned earlier. Sometimes that payment plan pays everything off. Sometimes it only pays a part of it off. We try and remove penalties in some cases when we are paying a debt back. Sometimes we can get you declared what's called non-collectible where the IRS simply leaves you alone. We're not disputing that we owe the money. We just don't have any money to give you. Now, these things are harder, easier said than done. Um, there are something called an offer and compromise or commonly known as a settlement where the debt will actually go away. Contrary to what a lot of people think, bankruptcy can sometimes resolve IRS debt. We're going to touch on all of these and many more in upcoming podcasts in a lot more detail so that you can really understand each of these options maybe consider if they'd be appropriate in your situation. And then you can give us a call and we can discuss these in person with respect to the facts of your case. Let's go on to the next question. We find a lot of times that people are scared of the A word, the audit. Uh, Jamie, what should people know if they receive that audit warning or the audit, audit notice in the mail? Sure, so the first thing is just take a deep breath, know 
this can be resolved. It is okay. And it doesn't mean that they are charging you with a crime or saying that you did something wrong. It may just be that they are reviewing your return um, for accuracy to make sure that all of the deductions and credits that you took are accurate. Um, so just know that we can resolve this. Don't ignore it because then they're going to start digging deeper. And if they find a problem, then that means they can pick you up for an audit for other years. So respond to the audit. You usually have a, a really small time frame to respond and give them all of the documentation that you have. You have to just support and demonstrate that you accurately reported all of your income on that tax return and you just have the proof to show that and that you accurately took all of the credits and deductions that were allowed to you when you filed that tax return. Um, now, the IRS usually has three years to conduct the audit. There are some exceptions to this, but generally speaking, if you think maybe you did something wrong five or six years ago when you filed a tax return, I, I wouldn't be as concerned about that now, um, but they do have a three-year look back that they can go back and audit your return. So another thing, when facing an audit, I recommend that you get counsel to help you um, because any tax attorney is going to know how to approach this audit that's going to be in the most benefit of the taxpayer. Um, additionally, if you don't like the outcome of what the auditor says once the examiner has looked through all of the supporting documentation, um, your attorney can file for an appeal to, to just get another bite at that apple to make sure that there was something that we disagree with with that examiner at that time um, so that somebody else will get a fresh set of eyes to make sure that the audit was completed accurately. Um, so I recommend don't ignore the audit and make sure that you respond um, as quickly as possible with all of your supporting documentation. Next one. All right, Jamie. So one last question for this inaugural uh, episode of our podcast. Is there anything different in 2021 that could lead to more people seeing problems with their tax returns that they file and get that dreaded letter in their mailbox? Uh, so unfortunately, yes. Um, so we all know that 2020 was awful with COVID and all of the changes and extensions and, and people pulling money out of their retirement and allowing three years to pay that back. There are just so many tax changes that happen that are significant to taxpayers um, and just the tax structure and the laws are changing. So in order to avoid um, these significant mistakes on your tax return, um, I, I would advise making sure that you get a tax preparer that is knowledgeable um, with the changes and making sure that you're accurately reporting all of your, your income and expenses on your tax return, um, because we want to try to avoid any kind of serious action from the IRS. Um, so again, if you're confused about the tax structure changes and you need assistance, um, I recommend finding counsel to help you with that. And of course, we are always available here to answer any questions that you may have at the law offices of Nick Namath. Um, so give us a call anytime and we can kind of walk you through uh, what you need to do to make sure that you're compliant now and um, in the future. Good. I hope uh, for those listening, I think that was good information, Jamie. Thank you, by the way. And for those yes. listening today, um, if you enjoyed our show, take a moment to like comment, subscribe to the show, share this information with friends, family. We're covering a, we're covering a lot of good information in uh, upcoming episodes, like I mentioned a minute ago. We'd hate for anybody to miss out, especially if it's pertinent to, situ to uh, problems you guys are having. It's free to do it, and it'll really help out our show moving forward. 
Also, don't hesitate to check out our website, myirsteam.com, and or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So for Jamie Flores and I, Nick Namath, so long. We'll see you next time we have our next episode of Namath IRS News. Jamie? At the end of the day, this information that we are bringing to you guys is, is for your benefit. So help us help you. Uh, Tune in next time and we will discuss another exciting tax topic. The information provided during this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice.